Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Slice of Healthcare. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Casey Young, a registered nurse who is currently going for her doctorate of nursing practice to become a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Really excited to have Casey on. She's super sweet, very nice, has really been able to give us a good overview of what the beginning stages of the process of becoming a nurse anesthetist looks like. And I'm excited to have her on. So without further ado, let's bring her on. Hi, Casey. Hey, Jared. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How's your day going? Pretty good so far. Just kind of started. So. Nice. So you don't have, um, this is an off day for you? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, we actually, um, for the summer semester, we get Fridays off, which is really nice. Especially in the summer. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a four-day weekend this weekend with Memorial Day. So. Absolutely. Uh, how's the weather looking? for this weekend uh haven't been outside yet today but um it looks like it's gonna be okay hopefully it's a it's a pretty weekend yeah it's um it's always nice we can have a good memorial day weekend right weather wise and i'm hoping so (laughs) excellent um i think it'd be great if you could give the audience a quick intro about you and your background and we can kind of go into some more questions from there Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Casey Young, and I'm 27 years old. I am a first-year SRNA at UT Health here in Houston. And I've actually, um, I've been in Houston for the last 15 years-ish on and off, but I actually grew up overseas. I grew up in the Middle East, um, lived there for about 10 years, and then moved to Houston in 2001. Um, eventually found my way to Austin for college. I went to UT Hookham and uh, worked there after college for about a year and a half in a mixed medical surgical ICU. And after that, I moved back to Houston. I followed my husband who got into grad school here and I worked in a pediatric ICU as well as an adult CVICU for about two and a half years and ended up applying to CRNA school summer of last year and I just started my first week so yeah we we caught you early in the process yeah, which you, is great <laughs> you really did you're really going to get the full scope of things <laughs> well I, I think that's great though to see this other side because often when we have either srna students um, or we have crnas come on the show we're hearing about we you know we always ask why did you choose this? Um, how was that process? But like, you're so early. So everything's fresh in your head when it yeah, comes to this. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting. Um, that being said, why did you choose the CRNA path? Uh, well, I, you know, worked in the ICU for, you know, up until starting school about three and a half years. And pretty early on, I knew that working in the ICU that I wanted to advance my education. I didn't think that I would realistically be at the bedside my whole nursing career. And so um, about a year in, I started to really think about my options and working in critical care. I was exposed to acute care nurse practitioners or adult gerontology, acute care nurse practitioners, as well as CRNAs. And I was really interested in both and ended up shadowing both. And um, CRNA ended up being really the perfect fit, mostly because it's something that would allow me to really practice those fundamental critical care skills that I learned in ICU, um, but do it in a more controlled environment, um, 
I could be really hands-on using a lot of technology and procedures and, you know, not that acute care nurse practitioners don't do some of those things, but um, really CRNA is truly a, a building block and kind of translates really well from intensive care. And I just love the autonomy and I love the, the um, you know, the financial benefits and just the profession. It's such an amazing profession. And so many people I've talked to that are CRNAs are incredibly happy and satisfied with their job. So job satisfaction was super important for me. Yeah, everyone I've spoken with that's been in the path, I haven't come across anyone that hates it, which is always a good thing. (laughs) I've never met a single person that says they regret becoming a CRNA. And that's, that's huge. Yeah, you can't say that for every specialty no. or every career out there. So no. that's no. that's obviously a check mark when uh, when looking for future careers. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think I was actually watching something. It might have been on your Instagram mm-hmm. today or yesterday, mm-hmm. where you were talking about. If, forgive me if this isn't you, but talking about uh, people reaching out to you saying that they want to become CRNAs. Was that your? Yes. Video? Yes. I yeah, think. <laughs> I found it pretty interesting. It was on your story, right? Yes, it was. Um, so that's really cool that, that people are reaching out and it just shows you, right. How interesting this career path is. If you're getting that kind of, if you're receiving that kind of outreach. Yeah. Uh, It's really awesome actually just to have people who are interested in, you know, what I'm going through and wanting advice. I think it's really cool. You said something on that uh, story, something you were talking about the IC. ICU. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that some of the people that are reaching out to you aren't even in the ICU. Yeah. But you were saying that is really that makes the most sense uh, for the path towards CRNA. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, well, um, you know, first of all, uh, in order to be basically eligible or a competitive candidate for CRNA, you have to have ICU experience. Most programs require a minimum of one year experience in the ICU. So that's kind of like a non-negotiable prerequisite. You know, you do have to work in the ICU first. Um, And, you know, I was, I did mention that some people who had reached out to me um, haven't worked in the ICU yet, or maybe they're in nursing school still or wanting to go to nursing school. And kind of one of the things I addressed was, I think it's really crucial to, uh, evaluating whether CRNA is a good fit for you um, to be in the ICU and really get that experience because it's it is very different than just shadowing or maybe um, hearing from you know someone you know about what it's like to be a CRNA. You know, being in the ICU is really crucial into deciding if that's a good step for you. Yeah, it's. Um, I-, I wanted to ask you too. So I have a. Uh, a cousin who mm-hmm. she's early in the process. Mm-hmm. So she's in her first year of uh, her, getting her bachelor's in nursing. And um, I don't want to say I've been pushing her, but I've been mm-hmm. nudging her to really explore early in the process, yeah. becoming a CRNA at some point. What advice would you have to any students out there that are listening or just any students in general that are currently in nursing school? Is is there anything they can do early on or is it just they can still be in a good spot graduating, uh, becoming an RN and then trying to uh, work in the ICU? Yeah. Is there anything else you'd say? Um, I think you 
pretty much nailed it. But just to touch on that, and I kind of mentioned it on my stories, actually, if you are in nursing school, my my best advice would be really try to position yourself um, into getting an ICU position when you graduate from nursing school. That really is the best way you can kind of align yourself with the the goal of pursuing CRNA because ICU is a requirement. Um, you know, getting an ICU position when you graduate is really the best way to set yourself up for that. And ways that nursing school students can uh, can do that is by possibly getting a capstone in critical care. So a capstone is almost like a nursing school internship where you have clinical experiences towards the end of your program and you're you're kind of doing 12-hour shifts and it's kind of like a little internship program. So doing that in critical care and then also networking, you know, networking um, when you're doing your clinicals uh, with critical care management to see if there are any opportunities out there for uh, new grads in the ICU. Um, But yeah, that would be my best advice is if you're interested in CRNA and you're in nursing school, you really need to try to get into the ICU as soon as possible. That's great advice. Uh, Do you have any, for for those students and just for people in general, obviously uh, anyone who's in a program like you're in is very busy. Do you have any time management or stress management tips you could share with any, uh, all of us? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that working in the ICU has helped me a lot with stress management. I, I kind of feel like nothing can be more stressful than that. So it's really a lot of it's about perspective. Um, but in the type of program that I'm in, the best way to manage my stress for me personally is to just be prepared. You know, I find that if you're getting to a test or a week that's, you know, you have a lot going on. Um, you know, if you're feeling stressed out, you're probably behind. And the way I like to kind of keep my stress levels low is just to stay on top of things as much as I can. And that makes me feel less stressed whenever I'm, you know, a hundred percent prepared. Um, I mean, there's obviously other things like if you are feeling stressed that you can do lifestyle wise, like, getting plenty of sleep and making sure you're eating right. And I'm really big into exercise. I, I work out every day and that really helps me a lot with managing stress. Um, but yeah, the biggest tips I would say is be prepared. And I also try to treat my program as a full-time job. I think that's a really good mentality, you know, just uh, getting up early, working hard, you know, grinding it out throughout the day and then kind of in the evening, you can have your downtime with your family, your friends. Um, but I do, I guess, work from home a lot too. <laughs> so do you find that hard? I know occasionally I'll work from home and some days I'm, I can get down to business and get what I need done, but <laughs> I actually go into the office quite a bit Yeah. as well. Um, do you find it hard sometimes to stay focused if you're home trying to get work done, whether it's studying or doing something else? Um, you know, I actually feel that I work better at home. Um, I, you know, I have an office as well, um, where I live and I, I find that it's much quieter and there's a lot less distractions than, um, studying or doing work in like a library or at school. And I also really, and I don't know how you, you feel about this, but I also like having like my comforts available to me. Like I can go to the bathroom anytime I want. I can go to the fridge and grab something to eat. I can be in my pajamas. It's just a lot more comfortable of an environment 
for me and I feel like I'm more productive like that I'm just uncomfortable at the library (laughs) interesting yeah when I'm so when I work from home I find I eat more (laughs) because it's readily available yeah Um, I can see that I snack more for sure Uh, but there is, it is nice to, if, uh, if during lunchtime, I want to go for a run outside on, on the days that I am home. It is, like you said, the biggest factor I would say is the convenience factor for sure. Um, do you have any mentors or people that you look up to? Yeah, actually my aunt, um, so my dad's sister is a nurse and she's been in nursing education for over 20 years and she, her and I have really kind of developed pretty um amazing relationship since I started nursing she really has mentored me throughout my this whole process and she's just such an amazing inspiring woman because she's not only an incredible nursing administrator and has been doing it forever but she's also an amazing wife an amazing mother she's got great kids and she does so much outside of work she runs marathons I mean she really does it all and for me Um, She just inspires me so much and kind of um, shows me that as a woman, you can have it all if you want it. (laughs) So she's been a huge mentor to me throughout this whole process. That's great. I I feel you look at just people throughout history and just people that achieve success. I think it really helps having some sort of mentor or someone you can look up to, um, whether they're doing the same thing you're doing or they can just offer life advice I I think it's very beneficial for sure I definitely agree what uh how do you like school so far I know you just started but do you have any any opinions on it how are you staying on track yeah so school's good I mean I literally just wrapped up my first week so um it's still pretty new um you know I think I'm staying on top of things right now pretty well like I mentioned I I really this week been trying to treat it like a full-time job I've been getting up early and kind of working till the end of the day. Um, a lot of the material that we're covering right now is essentially review. So it's a lot of like organic chemistry concepts, some basic cell biology concepts, things that we should know. Um, so it's not a ton of new material right now, but it's, I'm just really excited right now. I think I, you know, I'm getting that the first week jitters are over and I just feel pretty excited and honored to be in this program and I'm I'm loving it so far but you know maybe like in a couple weeks if you talk to me I might have a different opinion (laughs) I'm sure you'll still like it you just might be a little more stressed (laughs) yeah that's that's true I mean probably things are going to get harder and you know that's just the way it is they you know our program director even told us this is not a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a sprinting marathon. So it's going, it's going to be pretty intense, but I'm really, I'm excited. Excellent. Um, What made you decide to start? It seems like you're pretty active on social media, especially Mm -hmm. as of recently with some Mm -hmm. of your stories. What made you decide to start using that more in your day to day? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm actually kind of new to, I mean, I have my own personal Instagram, but in terms of documenting my SRNA experience, I'm, it's pretty new. Um, I really decided to, I was actually very inspired by a couple people that I do follow on Instagram um, that are SRNAs and CRNAs. And I just really wanted to kind of join that community of people um, to really help uh, anybody who is, 
potentially interested in a career in the ICU or uh, CRNA, just to kind of um, help people see what the day-to-day is like and really engage with people who are interested. And like I mentioned earlier, I've been getting a lot of DMs and questions, and it's just so great to interact with people and really try to help um, people who are aspiring to the same thing. And I also did it for myself as well, you know, just uh, a way for me, an outlet for me to kind of share my experiences and my struggles and um, just a way for me to also be a little bit creative. And it's just, it's just fun to engage with other people. And I think it just, it makes me happy. So that's good. That's great. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I I just want to ask you a few more questions Yeah. and um, then we can wrap it up, but what are some of your goals? Uh, survive CRNA school. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, that's, that's my current goal. But I mean, if, if we're talking long term, um, I really want to be extremely successful in CRNA school. I'm not really looking to just skate by or pass. I really want to be top of my class, um, both academically and clinically. That's something that I've always kind of strived for um, educationally. And then you know, I don't really know what the future holds in terms of a career as a CRNA, in terms of specialty, or, you know, I still have such a ways to go to decide that, but I really am strongly interested in education, and I even mentioned that in my interview, um, that I really could see myself um, pursuing academia long-term, so I think, you know, maybe one day I might come back and teach or um, pursue academia, but for the meantime, I think just getting through the next semester would be would be good <laughs> with that. Thanks. Okay. This is perhaps the biggest question I'm going to ask you. Oh, are you a Houston Rockets fan? Oh gosh. Does it count if my husband is? <laughs> okay. That counts. So he must be pretty pumped about last night. Yes. Right? I honestly, I'm not a huge sports person. I mean, I enjoy watching it, but I can't say I'm a diehard fan, but my husband is a huge sports fan and he was just over the moon last night. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was pretty excited to see them win too. I'm is I'm up in Boston. I'm yeah. a big Celtics fan. So we might be facing off our yes. towns uh, potentially one win away each. Seriously. That would be cool. Yeah. So that's, um, no, that's, that's funny. That's good that he's all right. It, it counts that he's a fan. That counts. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll take that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, where can people learn more about you? Uh, right now, uh, follow me at the heart nurse, um, on Instagram. Um, that's really my only social media platform right now. Um, I don't have a blog or anything like that. Maybe one day, but definitely follow me at the heart nurse and just kind of, um, you know, follow closely to see my day to day and CRNA school and other, you know, lifestyle stuff. I love, like, like I said, I love fitness and food and you can find other stuff like that. But, um, yeah, if you just follow me there, you'll see all the exciting stuff I'm doing. Yes, everyone listening, definitely follow Casey. I really like her story. Was that in your car, the most recent story? It, yes, most of my stories will be in my car. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're good. They're, it's, it's a lot of, um, you get a lot of value without having to waste all this time listening to videos and things like that. You just get a quick snippet and you get to hear a lot. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely follow her. Uh, that's that's it Casey I I really appreciate you coming on the show and um this uh will very excited for for this to release and for everyone to hear it and um hopefully we can get you back on the show one day uh whether that's when you're in academia or when you're getting ready to graduate we can kind of 
talk on reflecting back on how things went. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks so much for having me, Jared. Great. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for another episode of Slice of Healthcare. Please be sure to follow us on our social channels on pretty much every social channel. It's at Slice of Healthcare. On Twitter, it's at Slice of HC. We don't use that much, but we will answer if anyone tweets at us or sends us a message there. Also, for those of you that are listening on iTunes, please be sure to head over to iTunes, leave us a rating slash review. We'd really appreciate the support and feedback. And if you're interested in being a a guest on the podcast, please reach out at uh, sliceofhealthcare at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or any of our other channels, and we'll get right back to you. Thanks, and everyone have a great day.